Awesome. Amen. Father, we come to you right now. We thank you for this time to come together. We thank you for your word this morning. Father, enlighten to us. Lord, we honor you, we praise you, and we give you the glory. And everyone said, Amen. You can be seated. Well, um, also, we're having our first ever women's conference. Amen. Woohoo. Sorry, men, you miss out. <laughs> but you will get to hear um, Dr. Sandy Freed on the Sunday, the men. So uh, we're excited to have her coming. She's incredible, um, writes for Charisma, speaks on TV. Uh, she's amazing. She's Texan, very Southern Texan. So it'll take you a little bit to get used to her accent. But she's written many books. And one of her main areas that she's in is um, dreams and visions and um, being for us our th um, things that rob you from your destiny and purpose. But um, we love her books on dreams and vision. She doesn't just speak about dreams and vision. She actually shows you and teaches you how to interpret your dreams. And who knows that in the time we're now, God is speaking. Who's had God speaking to more in their dreams lately? You feel you've been having a lot of dreams. Yeah. Whoa, is that the aircon? Whoa, I, see, I hear that sound. Amen. Wow, that's loud too. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. So yeah, so women, um, this is something too you can invite your friends to because one of the things I know is that everybody has dreams, okay? And you can just be anywhere and tell people you interpret dreams and everyone will say, I've had a dream. I need the interpretation. So it's a good one. And our women's conferences that we have are designed for us to have a place to bring in people who are not saved, okay? So it's a, a place where they can come and um, really enjoy being together. So mark that in your calendars. It's going to be awesome. And you can be part of a first, Forever House First Women's Conference. Amen. Okay, so um, this morning, I've, before I minister, I've got a clip I want to show. So guys, if we're ready for this, so... Turn it up pretty. Sounds great. <laughs> Too good to be true, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, I can I can almost guarantee you that our session won't last for uh, four or five minutes. Now uh, <laughs> we don't do any insurance billing, so you would either have to pay in cash or by check. <clears throat> wow. Okay. And I, and I I don't make change. <laughs> All right. <laughs> go. or be in an elevator or in a house 
anything boxy. So what, what you're saying is you're, uh, you're claustrophobic. Uh, yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's go, Catherine. I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, say two words to you right now. I, I want you to listen to them very, very carefully. Then I want you to take them out of the office with you and incorporate them in, into your life. Shall I uh, write them down? Well, if, if it makes you comfortable, it's just two words. Most, you find most people can, uh, can remember. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yes. Okay, here, you're there. self-destructive relationships with men. Stop it! <laughs> you you want to be with a man, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yes. Well, then stop it. <laughs> don't be such a big baby. <laughs> I wash my hands a lot. That's right. <laughs> I, I wash my hands all the time. There's a lot of germs in mm-hmm. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't worry about that.
Amen. <laughs> it's a, a bit of uh, tongue-in-cheek, but it goes with what um, this morning the Lord's having me share in this season. You know, we have to understand that we've got a deliverer. Come on, Jesus died for us. We have a deliverer. And who in here, we've been saved over five years. Put your hands up. You've known the Lord over five years. Nights and I, most of us, okay? So who of us has still got those things that we're still doing. Come on. Those fears, those things that we're still going through. When really, when I saw that, it's so simple. Stop it. Come on. Stop it. Stop thinking like that. We have to change our thinking. We have to change what we're doing. We've got to believe what the Word of God says. And today, what I want to share about is strengthening ourselves. Come on. You are responsible for your life. It's like, as Greg was saying earlier, if you're not going to get excited about this year, if you're not going to get excited about what God's got for you, then who's going to? Come on, who's going to do it? If you're not going to deal with your problems, with your fears, with the things that you're struggling with, then who's going to deal with it? Come on, we can't, we've got to grow up and come to a place where we start to deal with things, where we start to strengthen ourselves, not continually going around still having the same problems. Come on, so when it's plain and simple, stop it. Come on, you've been given everything. I mean, the incredible thing is the Israelites wanted a deliverer. Come on. They believed God for a deliverer and God sent Moses. But the thing is, when he sent Moses, Moses was only supposed to be a deliverer to get them out of where they're at and out of their bondage. But what happened is Moses becomes someone who continually went to God for them, who continually, when they needed water, when they needed to, every time they had a problem, Every time they had a complaint, they would go to Moses and complain. Come on, go to Moses and whinge about something. And I see today, come on, a lot of the time we want to go to other people and complain about everything, complain that this isn't happening because, oh, my pastors don't, or so-and-so, or my parents. And it's like what he said, we don't go there. Come on, we don't go there. You are responsible for your life. Come on, you are responsible for how you think. And so God realized that with Moses, it didn't work. Come on, he did everything for the people. And what actually happens is they became weaker. They become more complacent. They complained about everything. Come on, they couldn't think for themselves. Every single time something went wrong, they gather in groups and talk, even to the point that they wanted to throw Moses. Moses out. Come on. He was the deliverer. He was the one and they wanted to get rid of him. Moses left them for a short time, went up the mountain to seek the Lord. And when he come back, someone of influence had got around them with the wrong motives and they started to carve golden images. I mean, you've got to think about everything they've been through. They saw the Red Sea part. Come on. They saw incredible, miraculous things. But what happened is they'd had no strength because they looked to Moses. Moses did everything for them. There comes a time where we have to strengthen ourselves. Come on, where we have to do it. We're going to say, okay, enough is enough. I'm stopping this right now. Come on, I'm stopping this cycle. You can't keep because continually, it's it's great. We have people, God has people. What I've learned in our life is we were talking about is we, everything we did when we got saved, somehow we slipped through the cracks. Nobody followed us up. We didn't do new Christian classes. We didn't have anyone come visit us. 
Well, we're okay. We survived. (laughs) Come on. When we had troubles with our marriage, we didn't have marriage counseling. What we did was we made a decision. We're going to believe what the Word of God says. We are going to work on our issues and we're going to be strengthening God so that we can make it and we can do it. And what it's done, it's produced a strength in us. See, when you begin to strengthen yourself and overcome things that are coming against you, going around, complaining, always saying, I've got to have a leader, so I've got to have someone, I've got to have this. All it does is, yes, there's times when we need that and we need each other, but if that's a continual pattern, like the Israelites, you'll become weak with no power and no, you'll continually be looking to other people to prop you up. Come on, the same thing is in third world countries. I firmly believe what happened in a lot of the countries, we got, Australia would go into places, give them money, give them handouts all the time, and then the people just become manipulative and looked at more ways of how they could get handouts and what they could get. See, we had the wrong, our motive was to help them. Well, we're blessed, we can bless them. Yes, we can help, but we're going to teach them to cultivate the land. We're going to teach them how to get, we're going to teach them how to, to make things better. And as Christians, we've got to teach them how to do spiritual warfare, how to pull down strongholds so that they can change the atmosphere so that they're relying on God. God and not on us to be the answer. So what happens is when Moses passes on to Joshua, it's a new season. Joshua's like, I am not going to do everything for you. Come on. Joshua's a new breed. He saw what happened. He saw how weak the people had become. So Joshua's like, I'm not going to do everything for you. You've got to learn to do it yourself. Come on. Jesus was is our deliverer. Come on. He was our deliverer. And he has done everything for you and I. Now we have to pick it up. Come on. We have to begin to stop some things. Come on. If you've had things that are going on and on in your life, you've got to put a stop to that. You've got to begin to strengthen yourself. And there's so many strict scriptures that talk about God giving us strength. Isaiah 40 verse 29 says this, He gives strength to the weary. Come on, who's been feeling weary in this season? You're weary about what you've been going through. You're weary when you're married. You're weary in your workplace. Well, what does the word of God say? He gives strength to the weary. Come on, God is your strength. He gives strength to the weary. And then it goes on and says, and increases the power of the weak. He doesn't just give you strength. He increases your power. When we rely on him, come on, he gives you strength. And it says, even youth grow tired. So you can't just say, well, I'm older. and No, no, the Bible says even young people grow tired and weary and the young men stumble and fall. But this is what it says. But those whose hope is in the Lord, he will renew your strength. Come on, when your hope's in God, not in your, in your husband, your wife, not in your workplace, not in your money, come on, not in your pastor. When your hope is in God, it says he will renew your strength. So if you're weary, you've got to put your hope in God and he will renew your strength. And then it says, they will soar. It's interesting, when we put our trust in God, he gives you power, he gives you strength, and he says, and then you will soar. Come on, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. When our strength is in God, 
We can run and not grow weary. Come on. We can run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Romans 4.18 says this. This is Abraham against all hope. Come on. Abraham in hope he believed, so he became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall be your offspring. And it was told to him that he would be a father. Now, it was an impossible situation. He's, he was old, his wife was old, and above that, she was barren. But the word of God come to him and said, you will have a child. Come on, you will have a child. And so Abraham could look in the natural, yep, she's old. But not only is she old, I'm old. It wasn't like Abraham when he got the word of God, that God produced a young 23-year-old that's fertile. And No, no, his wife was old, but not only was she old, she was barren. So they've got a double, but it says, he said, uh, in there it says, without weakening in his faith. See, there's times where things look the opposite. God has spoken something to you, or right now your marriage looks the opposite to what it should be. Right now your finances look the opposite to what it should be. Right now everything that you're in, your emotions are the opposite to what it says. That the, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. That's pretty bad, hey, come on. This is, his body's as good as dead. And since he was about 100 years old, he's 100, his body's as good as dead. And God says, you're going to become the father of many. And it says this, and that Sarah's womb is also dead. Okay, so you're dead, she's old, and her womb's dead. But you know, a perfect situation. See, they were the facts. And so we can face the facts, but then it goes this. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. See, that's the key, that we don't waver through unbelief for the promise of God. That we don't go back and forth by saying, well, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. No, no. God said that I'd be healed. God said that my marriage would be healed. Lord said that I would prosper. The Lord said that he would provide all my needs. Come on. The Lord said, and so we're looking at, yes, that is the natural circumstances right now, but this is what God has said. So it says this, but he was strengthened in his faith. Come on, he's strengthened in his faith. We have to be strengthened in our faith. You've got to grab a hold of your faith. You've got to grab a hold of what Jesus has done for you and strengthen yourself. Yes, it might look hopeless right now. It might look impossible, but you have to strengthen. Come on, we don't just keep going around complaining about the situation, going about this, oh, so-and-so didn't do this for me. Oh, my pastors don't do it. No one did, you know, so so many times I hear people say, no one's my friend at church. Nobody bothers to talk to me. Well, are you approachable? <laughs> Most of them I look at and think, no, you're not approachable. And, you know, and when I looked at it and I, I found a scripture in Proverbs just the other day, it says that you've got to be a friend to have friends. 
Come on, you've got to be a friend. Most people that say, well, no one talks to me. No one, you'll, you put that persona upon yourself. You're speaking that. Come on, you repel people. And you see the people that are friendly. Come on, that step out of their way. Make friends. Come on, if you're lonely, ask someone out for coffee. Come on, don't just go sit out there at lunchtime and sit by yourself and just jump in with someone. Jump in with a group and say, can I sit with you? And start talking to people. Come on, I invite people out. Meet up for coffee. You've got to be a friend. We've got to do something. Come on, so you're saying, well, I have no friends. No one there likes me. No one this. You've got to be a friend. Come on, you've got to be, you've got to do that. It says, so he strengthened himself and he gave the glory to God. And it says this, verse 21, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he did promise. Come on, this is a key. As we're strengthening ourselves, as you're strengthening yourself in God, you've got to be fully persuaded. God, you have the power to do what you said you would do. And you know what? If you've seen God do a breakthrough in someone else's life, you can grab a hold of it. Don't be jealous. Say, well, God, you did it for them, then you'll do it for me. Come on, you'll do it for me. Stop being that sadder. Come on, stop being a victim. That's what this is about. She's being a victim. You're going to be buried alive in a box. Come on. How stupid thinking. Stupid thinking. I mean, it's so practical, but this is a lot of the things in life. We have all these things, but we never stop it. We never stop the way we're thinking. Sometimes, you know, God says that he delivers us from our enemies. Well, some of us have made our problems our friends. Come on, we like our little demons. We like our little things. We like the things of, because it brings attention. You've got so used to always having problems and being the center of attention and having people, oh, you poor thing. Oh, you, you know what I never want to say? I want people to say, good on you. You overcame. Come on, you've overcome. That was a difficult season. But then when you overcome, then you can help others to overcome. Come on, that becomes your land when you strive strengthen yourself and you get through it, then you can strengthen somebody else. Amen? Just like Abraham, as I said, we have to face the facts. We can't be weakened by what we see. We've got to be strengthened. Our faith strengthens us. Come on. That's why we need to come to church. That's why we need to get in the Word, because it strengthens us. Being in church strengthens us. Come on. The people will say, well, we don't have to go to church. Well, I want to tell you, 36 years knowing the Lord and in ministry, I've never seen good come from anyone that doesn't come to church. Come on, I've never seen good. In the beginning, they're convinced. Usually they're hurt or they're offended, but I never see good come from it. Their life slowly declines. Their family declines. Come on, their belief. I've never seen good from it because the word of God says, we don't forsake the coming together. It's not going to be perfect, but that's where you get strengthened. Come on, get over it. Stop it. Get over it. Stop thinking like that. The more you think about it, oh, that person, the more you think about it, something that annoys you about the church or about a person. It's like what I say to people in counseling people. You can have people who have been best friends and they can make jokes and talk and have that kind of relationship. But once someone gets offended, it's like every little thing someone says to them that that person says, they're offended even more. Come on, just get over it. Come on, get over it, move on, forgive. Jesus forgave you. 
And when you are doing things wrong, you come before him and say, Lord, I'm sorry, and he forgives you. So we have to forgive others. It's a commandment that if we don't forgive others, then God can't forgive us. If you're struggling with matters of the heart, come on, if you're broken and you're hurt, this is what the word of God said. Psalm 27, verse 14. Wait on the Lord. Come on, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Come on, there's the key. You're brokenhearted, you're hurt. It says, wait on the Lord and he will strengthen your heart. Come on, no one can strengthen you like God. No one can heal you like God. Come on, no one can do. You can sit in camp, it's all great, but still, at the end of the day, it comes back to, we have to go to God. He strengthens us. He gives you strength, and he protects us from evil. 2 Thessalonians 3, 3 says this, but the Lord is faithful. Come on, you've got to remember, God is faithful. But the Lord is faithful. He is faithful. You've got to remember that when you're not seeing what you think you should be seeing, when your life doesn't quite match up to what you thought it should be. You have to remember that God is faithful. Come on, he will come through. And the longer you walk with him, the more things that you overcome, the more victories you get, you realize, well, he did it back then, he'll do it now. Come on, that's what's the good thing about overcoming things. That's what's the good, because it strengthens you when you push into God and you're going through something difficult and he strengthens you and you overcome it. Then the next time when you're going through something else, you remember, well, last time, what did I do? I pushed into God. I prayed and he strengthened me. I overcome that and I'll overcome this. It says this, the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and he protects us from the evil one. In other words, he protects us from harm. God protects us from harm. Our prayer is our defense. Come on. Our prayer is where we are strengthened. When we get before God, we are strengthened. The word strengthens us. God's word is there's so much strength in it. But also, I believe it says here in Hebrews that the word reveals our condition. It goes on and says this, Hebrews 4 verse 12, 12. For the word of God is living. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, it's living. Come on, it's living. The word of God is living. Come on, it's not a dead, boring book. Come on, it's living. When you engage, come on, if you read it without the Spirit of God, it might be a dead, boring book. But come on, when you've been saved, when you ask Jesus into your life, when you have that revelation of the Holy Spirit and power, what happens? It says that the Word of God is living. Come on, I know people talk about reading the Bible in the year. And I thought about it one year and thought, yep, I'm going to do that. I'm going to read the Bible in a year. I failed. Why? Because I don't read it as getting a book finished. Come on, it's revelation. There's times I can get stuck just on one verse, one part. Come on, one thing. So I got, yeah, it's all right if some people want to read it, but I can't do that because God, it's living word. Come on, there's revelation coming. It comes through. It says God's word is living. And what else is it? It's powerful. Come on, the word of God is 
powerful. This is how you strengthen yourself. You read the living word. Come on, you don't read the latest guru's ideas on how to get better. Come on, that's not living word. You don't watch the like, come on, you read the word of God because it's living. Come on, it's powerful. And it says, it's sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even the division of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. And it's the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Come on, just that should be enough to have you run into the word of God every day. Come on, it's living. It's powerful. Come on, it is a two-edged sword. It will sort out. You see, you've got to understand, inside of each of us is our soul, our soul, and our spirit. Come on, and what happened is they're at war with each other continually. There's a continual. There's a many would have heard me say, there's an old proverb, an old Indian proverb, and the young boy says to his granddad, he says, the granddad says to him, son, there's two dogs living inside of you and they're at war with each other continually and the young boy says to his granddad well which one wins and the granddad says the one you feed the most come on so if you're feeding your soul continually and just living in this world come on images the news people's thoughts people talking the latest thing that feeds your soul continually and so what happens if you're not feeding your spirit by prayer by strengthening by the word of God what happens is your soul is running your spirit come on and then you're acting out of the soul you're emotional you're up you're down come on you're this you're that but when when you're living from the spirit, when you strengthen your spirit by reading the word of God, come on, the word of God then comes in. When you sit and read it, it will divide the soul from the spirit. So then the spirit thought comes in. You get the revelation from God. Come on. And then what it does, it discerns your heart. Well, I've been thinking wrong. Come on, I've had stinking thinking. Come on, or I've got unforgiveness, or I've got a bad attitude. That's what the Word of God, I want to encourage you. Read, I've been reading Proverbs from January. This I've been reading Proverbs, and there's so much in Proverbs. Come on, it's, it's life, and I love Proverbs. It's so straightforward. Solomon wrote Proverbs. Now, Solomon is one who God said to him, you can have anything you want, Solomon. Now, I wonder about some of us, if God appeared to you today and said you can have anything you want. I'll have a red Ferrari. I don't want a red Ferrari. I'll have a million dollars. I'll have this, or I'll have this man for my husband. I'll have this job. Come on. But Solomon said, give me wisdom. Because Solomon knew that from wisdom comes everything. Come on. And Proverbs is clear. Solomon writes, he says, above all else, get wisdom. And he writes it so simple. He says something like, wisdom, get it. It's so straightforward because he knows how important it is. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. Come on. He says, sell everything you've got to get wisdom. Two words. Get wisdom. (laughs) Stop it and get wisdom. Come on. Come on, stop it and get wisdom. Stop your train of thought. Stop it. It might have been something that you've grown up with. It might be thought patterns that you've got used to. Well, this is this, or my husband's this, my wife's this, my finances are this, my family's this. It's never going to get any better. No, the word today is stop it. 
Come on, stop thinking like that. Stop thinking those thoughts. Strengthen yourself in God. Strengthen yourself. When you strengthen yourself in the Word of God, it will divide those thoughts and it will begin to tell you that's stupid. Come on, that's stupid thinking. That's dumb thinking. Come on, you yeah, God doesn't say that about you. He says you're an overcomer. He says you're a, con- a conqueror. When you're fearful or disappointed, this is what the Word of God says, Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, number one. That girl, don't fear. Come on, he's, he's given a good advice. I reckon that's an awesome counselling way. You'd love to try it. Okay, you've got five minutes, five dollars. They'd be all lined up. Stop it. What's your fear? Stop it. Come on, fear not. In other words, same as stop it, fear not. What are you fearing? Fear not. Stop it. Fear not. Come on. What are you fearing? What do you think is going to happen? It says, fear not. Fear not. Come on. I am with you. God's with you. And no matter, I don't care if you're alone or you're in the most dangerous situation or you're in a horrible situation. God is there with you. Come on. He is with you. He's right there in the midst with you. But see, a lot of the time is we don't engage him. We've just ignored him. He's there with us and we've put him out. But God doesn't get around negativity. Come on. He's not around complaining. He's not around people that are continually talking about people complaining. Come on. He walks away from that because his word's clear about it. He says, don't be worried for I'm your God. Come on. That's the answer. Don't be afraid. I am your God. See, is he your God? That's the question. Is he your God? Or maybe on Sunday, maybe once a week. Come on. No, he is your God. He's with you continually. And he says this, I will strengthen you. So no matter what you're going through, he says, I will strengthen you. And above that, then he doesn't just say, I will strengthen you. I will help you. Come on, he helps us, he strengthens us. He says, I will uphold you. Come on, I will uphold you. When the pressure's mounting and the workload seems too much, he's got an answer for that as well. Nehemiah 6 verse 9 says this, they were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands would get too weak for the work and it would not be completed. But this is what Nehemiah, see, Nehemiah got it. But I prayed. Come on. He says, they were trying to fight. See, back then, they were the officials and that were trying to shut them down. God told him, you need to rebuild the wall. This is what I want you to do. But all the officials, the certain officials, come on, high-ranking officials, they started to frighten them. They didn't want God's purpose. See, that's in your life. The enemy doesn't want God's purpose to come forth in your life. So what he does, he gets fear and intimidation. He gets accusation. He comes round about to try and frighten you so you will not complete God's work in your life. But Nehemiah's on to it. He says, but I prayed. Come on, so simple. But I prayed. Now strengthen my hands. Come on, when you're struggling, but I prayed and I said, strengthen my hands. And we know that God did and he went on to do what God told him to do. Come on, God doesn't promise us that we won't walk through stuff. Come on, it's nowhere in the Word of God 
does he promise us that we won't walk through stuff. But he says he will deliver us. He will strengthen us. Come on. But there's some things that God does not deliver us from because we have to walk through it for a purpose. There's a purpose because God understood with Moses, come on, when they did everything for the people, when they did, it didn't produce strong people. It produced weak, whingers, complainers that as soon as Moses was gone, they're worshipping another God. They're making gods. They're worshipping idols. How could anybody see the Red Sea part, see water come from a rock when it's dry, see God feed them, see that their shoes never wore out and that their clothes How could people like that even begin to when Moses disappears for a short time, now they're making another God? Because God knows that we need to be strength. We need to, you know, Jesus, and many heard me, I think I shared it here at Christmas time. Jesus, when he had to go through what he had to go through, it was a difficult time. It says that he prayed. And he asked God three times. He said, Lord, if this cup could pass me by. And obviously, then he says, please, God, if this cup. He knew what he was going to endure was going to be difficult. So he asked God, if this cup could pass me by. But the key thing he says, not my will, but your will. Come on, not my will, but your will. Because he knows, God, if I have to walk through this, if it's going to do something, if it's part of my destiny, then I need to do it. But he asked God three times. He was in anguish. He was in so much anguish that blood dripped from him. Come on, blood was coming out. He knew this is going to be difficult. He knew. He was afraid he's just like you and I. But what happens is he prayed and God sent an angel angel that strengthened him. That's what the word of God says. An angel came and it strengthened him. Then after the third time, what Jesus did, he gets up, he leaves the prayer place and he says, okay, guys, my deliverer, my um, accuser is on the way. So obviously in that place of prayer, God has strengthened him. He sends an angel and then Jesus gets a revelation. I have to do this. And aren't we thankful that he did it? Come on, we're thankful that he did it. You know what? Other people will be thankful for what you do. Come on, your generations will be thankful for what you do. Come on, they will. There'll be other people in your family that will be thankful because you've done it. You've gone through it. Somebody has to stand up. You see, this is a season now. Come on, as Christians, well, see, it's time to just stop it. It's time to get strengthened and get on with the job. Come on, you need to strengthen others. You've got to be an example to others. Get over your stuff. Come on, the keys are all here to do it. Even if you get called to live somewhere far away or you're in a new place, Isaiah's got an answer to that. Isaiah 41 verse 9 says this, you whom I've taken from the ends of the earth. He must have been talking about us here in Australia. Come on. You who have taken from the ends of the earth and called you from its farthest regions, I said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and I have not cast you away. Here it is again, number 10. Fear not. Come on, fear not. I am with you. Come on, he is with us. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. Come on, there's the keys again. Fear not. 
He is with us. Come on. He will strengthen us. And he is our God. He says this here, I will strengthen you. He doesn't say so-and-so will strengthen you. He says, I will strengthen you. He says, yes, I will help you. I will uphold you. I remember when we went into full-time ministry. It was like we got saved in a massive big church. 5,000 people. We had heaps of friends. Rain Young Marriage. Did children's church. We're involved in everything. Home group. That was our life. We'd been there. From the day we got saved, that's all we knew. was a big church. Lots of people. Lots of friends. All our friends we had our babies with. Grew up with. We just... It was an incredible time and an incredible place. And then God calls us into full-time ministry, takes us to Redcliffe, of all places. Come on, from Carindale, the thriving metropolis of Brisbane, to Redcliffe. Come on, once you cross that bridge back then, there was only one bridge, and there's nothing beyond that bridge. No picture theatres, hardly any. Our kids hate it. It's actually so funny when Pastor Sarah was about to get married and looking for venues. I said, there's a really nice seafood place over there, Morgan's, and they have a wedding thing and do it. I said, why don't you get married there? And she goes, no way. I will never. I don't want to ever go back to that place. All the kids, we don't want to go back. The two girls were the worst. They were the oldest. Ben went back there recently and goes, oh, it's incredible there. I love it. There's so much. It's great. The girls are like, no way. And I'm like, you need to get over that little hurt. Come on. But it was a hard time for them. It was a difficult time for them. They had to be, we didn't want to change their school. They had to go 50 minutes on a bus, but then we had to drive them 20 minutes to the bus. So their traveling day was around an hour and 15, an hour and 20 each way. So they had two and a half hours every day traveling on the bus. Ben was just grade in grade one, started school, prep. He loved it. He thought it was awesome big bus ride king of the bus he thought it was the girls hated it their friends weren't there and then we moved there we were young I think I was 31 when we went into ministry I was young God dumps me in an office with no one under 50 they're all talking about menopause and all sorts of stuff come on Come on, all these things. It's like I don't relate to any of these women. I got nothing in common. He took us from a place of so many friends our age, so much that we knew that our kids knew. But come on, we knew it was God. And so we had to strengthen ourselves. Come on, we had to pray, God, you've put us in this place. No use keep complaining about it. I got to make friends. I got to just change my thinking. And sometimes when you're young, you think someone over 50 is old. Well, now when you get to 50, you realise it's young. 50 is the new 30. <laughs> over over 85 is old now. <laughs> the older you get. But it's incredible because Barb was in that office. And we become good friends. It broke a, a mindset off me that I could have a relationship and a friendship with someone who wasn't my age. And Barb's been with us 20-something years now. Come on, God knows what he's doing. Yeah. She's getting close to 50. Yes. <laughs> oh, she was close to 50. No, she was fi- over 50. Because no one in that office was under 50. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? All these old people. Come on. But God shifted a mindset in me. Colossians 1 10 says this. 
We need, it says, lead a life worthy unto God. We pray that you will lead a life that is worthy unto the Lord. Come on, think about it. What he saved you from. He delivered us from everything. He delivered when we become born again. When we got to know him, sometimes we become so comfortable with our Christian life. We complain about everything, but think about what you were like before you knew him. Think about where you would be. See, I often look at friends that I associated with that don't know the Lord and I look at people that I was with and I look at their life and I'm so thankful because I know my life would have been just like theirs without the Lord. Come on. We have the greatest gift to be born again. We've got to start strengthening ourselves. Come on. We've got to start living our life worthy to that. We've got to start strength. Come on. Be in that place. that I live a life. Let that be your prayer, that we could live a life worthy unto God, that we would please him every day. And so, so we want you to bear fruit in every good thing that you do. We want you to grow to know God better. That's what it's about, bearing fruit. Bearing fruit, so you're not 10 years later still got fear of being buried in a box. Come on. Oh, if you've still got fears that you had. Come on. You need to get over it. Stop it. It's so simple. That's what I love about that. Stop it. Everything we need is here. I want to live a life worthy unto God. Everything that I overcome becomes mine. And now I can strengthen somebody else. I can help somebody else. Come on. I can stand there with somebody else. Everything you go through beyond that, you're going to help your generation. You're going to help your children's children. You're going to help your family. It doesn't just stop with you. It continues to go on as you break through as you take land God promises that it goes to the generations yeah. it says this so the and it, um, sorry so that you may live a life worthy of God and please him in every way bearing fruit in every good work growing in the knowledge of God Growing in your knowledge of God. Come on, growing in that he's your deliverer. Growing in that he helped me overcome that. Being strengthened with all power. You have received all power. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance. That's what going through stuff gives you. Great endurance and patience. And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share, come on, in the inheritance of his holy people of the kingdom of life. For he has rescued us. Come on, he rescued you from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. God rescued you. Come on, he rescued you. You didn't choose him, he chose you. We should be thankful that. God gives us mentors to strengthen us. Deuteronomy 3.27 says this. He's talking to Moses. He says, go up to the top of Pisgah and lift your eyes toward the west, the north, the south, and the east. Behold it with your eyes, for you shall not cross over this Jordan, but command Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him. Come on, this is a mentor. Encourage him. Strengthen him. When you've been through stuff, God commands us to encourage others, to strengthen others. For he shall go over with this people and he shall cause them to inherit the land which you see. Come on, you, as I said earlier, you can strengthen and encourage other people. 
Do you want to know the secret of being content and having peace in every situation? Who wants to know that this morning? Right, handful of us. Okay, come on. The secret of being content and having peace. Philippians 4 verse 12, it says this. I know what it is to be in need. Come on. I know what it is to have plenty. These are seasons in our life. We know when we've got plenty and then we know when we've got need. I've learned the secret of being content. Here's the secret. In every situation... Come on, in every situation, whether it's a fight, whether it's a victory, whether it's plenty, whether it's hard, it says in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or living in want, here's the key, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Come on, you can do all this What? Not through you, not through your smart brain, not through your money, not through your education. Come on. You can do all this through who? Him who gives you strength. Let's stand this morning. This is the secret. You can do all things. How? Through Christ who strengthens you. Come on, say it. I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. In other words, this is the secret. Come on. You cannot do anything in your own strength. Well, we can, but it's not long-lasting. Whatever you're facing, come on, I can do this. If you've got a fear of being buried in a box, you can get over that fear. How? Through Christ who strengthens you. Come on, stop it. Stop it. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop complaining. Stop putting other people down. Stop blaming your mum. Stop blaming someone else. See, I love what he says there. No, 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 no. We don't go there. We don't go there. Come on. We don't blame someone else. We're not blaming our pastors. We're not blaming our husband. If you're in a, a, a bad marriage or whatever's going on right now, You're in a bad job. Your boss isn't good. Come on, don't blame others. Stop it. No, 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 we don't go there. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, God will strengthen you if you ask him, if you read his word. Come on, if you pray, if you believe God. We've got to grow up, church. Come on, we've got to begin to grow up. If you're a baby Christian, well, you're blessed because you're just hearing the greatest wisdom today. Come on, you're learning some truths. Come on, you're learning some stuff. But come on, if you've been saved over five years, then stop it. Stop that behavior. Stop what you're thinking. Stop complaining. Stop whinging about your hurt. Stop thinking, poor me. Stop thinking everyone's against me. Stop thinking I'm the least. Come on, you've got to stop that thinking. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You will not be able to do it in your own strength. You will fail miserably. Come on, if you stay away 
from church. What happens when you get out of church? The people that I meet out of church, they're complaining all the time. Complaining, oh, so-and-so hurt me. This one did this. They don't recognize me. Come on. I never hear someone who's out of church or has been hurt. I never hear them full of life and full of positivity. No, what I see is people that are planted. It says those that are planted. Come on, those that are planted will grow strong. Come on, they will go strong. Whatever you're going through, come on, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, usually you'll find a pattern in people. They've been hurt by this one and hurt by that one because you keep attracting it. You're not stopping the habit. Come on, you're not stopping the behavior. You're offended. You're rough around the edges. You're prickly. Your personality's not good. You're not stopping your behavior. You're still trying to blame somebody else. Take responsibility. Come on, that I is personal. That I may live a life worthy of my God. Come on, that I may live a life worthy of my God. That I would bring all glory to Him. I'm not going to blame behavior patterns. I'm not going to blame what my father did. I'm not going to blame, well, I've got this disease, or I'm ADHD, or I'm this, or I'm that. Come on, I'm not going to blame anything else. I'm going to strengthen myself in the Lord. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I'm lonely. Well, you might have always been lonely, but come on, I can make friends. I'm going to be a friend. Help me, Lord, to be a friend. Help me connect with people. Lord, my marriages, and you continually blaming your wife or your husband. Stop it. Take responsibility. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lord, you'll help me. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough this. I don't have enough to that. God is with you. Come on. He is with you. He is your strength. Come on. He says, do not fear. Well, I've got behavioral. I do this. I can't do this. I drink. I do that. I can't. Come on. Stop it. Every time you think that thought, I hope you remember that clip. Stop it. Stop it. Because it says, as a man thinks, so he becomes. So if you've been continually thinking that in your life, what happens is you've got worse. Come on, your conditions got worse. Your marriages got worse. Your relationships have got worse. Your bank accounts got worse. Why? Because you've, as you've thought, you've become. You've got to stop thinking that. You've got to stop fearing. You've got to say, my God is with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you, Lord. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you. Even in 2018, Lord, the word is limitless limitless. You've opened opportunities. You've brought things forth for us. But Father, I thank you. We've got to stop some things. Lord, to do this, to overcome this, we have to strengthen ourselves, Father God. We've got to strengthen ourselves in you. We've got to strengthen ourselves in the word. Come on. One of the keys I learned whenever we've been going through anything, whether we had no money, whether we had fear, whether I had marriage problems, whether I had mind problems, whether I had anything, I would 
find scripture. Come on. And I would decree that scripture out. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God, you are my source. God, you are my provider. Come on. God, you are with me. Come on, you're with me. I have the mind of Christ. Therefore, I'm not confused. Come on. Lord, you want my marriage to be blessed. Come on. Find scripture that marriage is a blessing from the Lord. Decree it out every day. That's what I did. I would decree scripture every time I'm going through something, every time I want to break through to a new level, I will always find scripture on the subject and I decree it out. I decree it out. It's working for my good. All things work for my good. All things work for my good. All things. See, what happens is you're building up the spirit, man. It's working for my good. All things work for my good. Come on. All things work for my good. I can do this through Christ who strengthens me. It builds something in you. And what it does is when you decree out the word of God, it divides that soul thought that tells you you can't, that tells you you're weak, that tells you it's never going to happen. It divides that and it brings forth the spirit man. He becomes stronger and he says, you can do it. 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 Come on. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, Lord, I thank you. Strengthen us today. Those that need strength, strengthen them, Father God. Give them strength. Give them strength today. Come on, your prophetic words give you strength. They give you strength because when you listen to those words and you hear them over and over again, come on, it brings back, yes, God, this is what you said. This is where we're going. Come on, it strengthens you. It strengthens you. Father, I thank you right now that this is a year of limitless, Lord of limitless, Lord of overcoming our stuff. Come on. We need to be the church. You need to overcome your stuff so you can help others. We're supposed to be turning the kingdoms out there. We're supposed to be turning them into gods. How can we turn them into gods when we can't even get over our own stuff? It's time to grow up. Come on, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. And we can watch that video clip and we can laugh at it. We think it's so funny. But you know what? Some of us are just like her sitting there. But, 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 stop it. Come on, strengthen yourself in God. He says, I will strengthen you. I'm with you. I'm there for you. And come on, begin to see God in your situation. Thank you, Lord. Now, we're all going to give the Lord a shout and say, as, be, as strong as we can, you know, I can do all things. I'm going to count to three through Christ who strengthens me. I want you to give it everything. Come on. I'm going to stop it. Yes, I'm going to stop it. Come on. I'm going to stop it. Whatever it is, come on, say, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop it. Come on. I'm going to stop it. It's unrealistic. It's not going to happen. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop that. And then on the counter three, we're going to say, come on. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay, ready? One, two, three. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Give the Lord a shout. Come on. He is your strength. He is your strength. He is your strength. Come on. He is your strength. He's your strength. Come on. He's your strength. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to minister to a few people. Who's recording? I don't know if we've got that under control. 
Have you got so Are you guys, right, oh, if we can, have you got yours? Okay. If you've got a phone, grab your phone. Um, I'm going to minister, what's your name? Sorry, I forget, Holy Sister. Hannah? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's get this for Hannah. Everyone put your hands towards Hannah. Yeah, that'll be good. Thank you. Father, we thank you right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Hannah. Lord, I thank you that you're strengthening her. The Lord says, Hannah, I have you to hear this word today. The Lord said, you are not weak, you are strong. And the Lord said, even though circumstances and things make you feel weak at times, make you feel better, the Lord says, daughter, there's not many people who have been able to do what you've been able to do. But the Lord says, you are strong in your soul. The Lord says, even now, as you felt worn down and you feel worn out. But the Lord says, I put such a strength in you. And the Lord says, now I've brought you to season and a place where God says, I'm with you. Come on. I am your help. I am your help. I'm with you. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to bring you that peace. I'm going to bring the Lord says now, because I feel like in your life, it's been like you haven't really been able to rely on anybody. As soon as you feel like you can rely on somebody, it's like the rug comes out from underneath you. And at times you've said, well, who is, who is there for me? Who's my strength? I'm tired. I'm worn out. The Lord says, daughter, I am your strength. I am with you. The Lord says, I'm teaching you this now to strengthen yourself in me. The Lord says, as you strengthen yourself, God says, I want the Lord says, even though you've done so well in the natural, in everything you've had to conquer and everything you've had to do, even just on a daily basis, the Lord says, now, as you begin to lean on me and begin to get that in your heart, that I'm with you. God says, don't feel. I am with you. I'm there with you. I'm strength. The Lord says you're not alone. Sometimes you feel, I feel like you feel like you're disqualified. Sometimes you, it's like you know some things, but you feel like you're disqualified, maybe because of actions or maybe because of, I don't know what it is, but you feel as though you're disqualified and that God wouldn't do that for me because of what I've done. And the Lord says, daughter, I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. And the Lord says, now I want you to move forward and move on. I've forgiven you. And God says, don't just, it's the enemy trying to disqualify and saying that God wouldn't possibly want to help you. He wouldn't want to strengthen you. But God says, daughter, just as Jesus died on that cross and you've asked forgiveness, God says, I forgive you. Now I'm going to strengthen you. God says, you're you're a conqueror. You're an overcomer. And the Lord says, now as you get that truth and that understanding that I am with you, all you had to do was ask, I am with you. And the Lord says, I'm breaking off everything thing where the enemy tries to make you through shame. I feel like the enemy's put a coat of shame upon you to make you feel like you're on the outer. You couldn't possibly go in. It's like you see the nice things of God. You see what's to offer, but you feel like, well, that's for them. They deserve that. They've earned that. I don't deserve it, and I don't I haven't earned it, but God says, daughter, it's a lie of the enemy. I'm breaking it from your mind today. I'm taking that coat of shame. You're my daughter. You're my daughter. And I love you today. I'm putting my coat on you. I'm putting my arms around you. I want you to know I'm going to strengthen you. And the Lord says, just like Abraham, yes, you've got to face the facts of what things are right now. But God says, strengthen yourself in your faith. Strengthen yourself in me. And God says, you will see the miraculous. You will see what's the turnaround. You will see what I have for you. Now, Lord, I thank you for your strength on Hannah today. Strengthen her, Father God. Strengthen her, Father. Lord, I thank you right now in Jesus' name.
Yeah. Hannah cried out and God blessed her. Come on, you need to keep crying out to the Lord. Keep crying out. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hayden, I hear the Lord saying to your son, for you as well, as though you got this, God is your strength. God is your strength. Our Lord says you're in a season where I'm strengthening you. Our Lord says you've come so far in such a short time. But I feel like some, some old things, sometimes some things pop up in the mind and some things of, and just try to bring their head up. But Lord says, son, keep going. I am your strength. I'm going to strengthen you. Our Lord says I'm breaking off the old habits. I'm breaking off the old things. Our Lord says don't be too, you know, sometimes you're a bit impatient. It's like you want everything now. You want everything now. And sometimes you look and you think, oh, this is great, but what about this? And, and there's times where something happens and you slip in, in just something. It's only small, but you're so hard upon yourself. You beat yourself up. The Lord said, son, I'm doing a work. And God says he can't rip everything out at once. It'll be too much. It's bit by bit. It's bit by bit. God says, trust the process. Trust the process. I'm strengthening you. I'm strengthening you. I've called you to be an example. I've called you to make a difference. But God says, son, stay the course. Stay the process. Don't try and, and skip over something. Just allow God's process to work in your life and work upon you. God says you're right on time. You're not ahead and you're not behind. So God says just rest in him. Rest in what he's doing. Rest in transformation that he's doing in your life. The Lord said you didn't get this way overnight. And God says, son, I'm restoring bit by bit by bit by bit. And God says, allow, just trust me, trust me. The Lord says, even now, God says, understand, lean upon me, lean upon me. God says, I feel like that that's a key for you, the word of God. Take the word of God, decree it over your situation, decree it over, and God says, you'll be strengthened in your faith. Now, Lord, I thank you even now. The Lord says, this is going to be your best year, your best year. It's your year of favor, a year of blessing. It's your best year. But God says, stay the course, stay the course. Stay the course. Father, I thank you for him right now. Release that anointing upon his life today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's some lady in the black and white here. Sorry, what's your name? Izzy. Izzy. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you for Izzy right now. Lord, I thank you that you're strengthening her today. I just see God just putting even greater strength and anointing upon you today. Our Lord says, daughter, there's things in your heart that you've determined and there's things that you know that God has spoken. And sometimes when you look at it, it's like Abraham. You're kind of like, well, how's this going to work? And how's that going to work? And, and you've got a million questions and, and you're asking. And, and you're, but the Lord says, daughter, you just trust me. God says, I, I know what's in your heart and I know what's been put it there and the Lord says allow me to do it and the Lord says daughter I, I've even bringing you to a whole new level of understanding and God says daughter as you begin to lay it at my feet watch and see what I'm going to do and the Lord says I'm going to open doors and I'm going to close doors but the Lord says daughter you're not going to miss out I'm guiding your footsteps I've got you and I Lord says I've put things inside of you and the Lord says even now 
God says, I'm transforming your mind. I feel like in this last season, there's been some confusion. There's been some, you're like, there's so many things just going around your mind. And sometimes it's even hard to just relax because you're, you're thinking of this and you're thinking of that. And the Lord says, daughter, I want you just to relax. Just see, give everything to me. Give it all to me. Just give it in my lap. And the Lord says, and don't, let, don't let it weigh you down. God says, I know. And sometimes it feels like there's so much. You wonder, how, where do I start or how's it going to work? And the Lord says, you start with giving it to me. You start with just living it with me. And the Lord says, I know what's best and I know the order. And the Lord says, I'm going to do things not in the order that you think. Sometimes you're looking and thinking, well, that, that doesn't seem like. But God says, it's all going to work for good. You'll see. And God says, you know, the natural mind would think, well, you have to go A, B, C, D. But the Lord says, I'm going to go Z, M, X. And I'm going to go all over the place. So God says, don't try and work it out in your natural mind. God says, just rely on me and I'll work it and I'll sort it. And the Lord says, this year is a year of strength. I'm strengthening you. And the Lord says, there's been some things that I feel like even generational things that have plagued you. And God says, I'm breaking them from your life this year. God says, we're stopping it. We're stopping it. It stops with you. God says, I've caused you to stand in the gap and cut it off and make the difference so that your generations, your children and your children's children, it will not enter in them. God said, I put such strength in you. I put strength in you to deal it and to do it because God says, I know what's inside of you. So Lord says, this is a year where you're going to overcome some things that have plagued, continue. And it's like for you, you've done everything right, but they're still there. And God says, this year, you're defeating those enemies. And God says, the reason it's been tougher, because it's not just about you, it's about the generations after you. But also, you love people. You have just such a heart to help other people. It's like you get the tiniest little truth and you're excited. You tell everybody. You put it on Facebook. You put it here. You're you're telling everybody. And God says, I love that about you. God says, you're someone who reproduce and reproduce and reproduce. You don't hold things in. I see there's not a selfish bone in your body. You're a reproducer. You want to share. If God blesses you, then you want to bless somebody else. And God says, I love that about you. Now, Lord, I thank you for Izzy. I thank you for a fresh anointing upon her today. Lord, you're strengthening her. And you know what? There's people round about that are going to see you in two years' time and not recognize you. Not that faith, but they're just the strength and the anointing and the power of God. They're going to be amazed and what the Lord has done in your life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Mm. Wakako. Just feel God is strengthening you. You know, this is season. And I feel like for you, it's like you feel like at times that you're weak. You feel like, well, there's things that you're strong about, but personally, there's things in your mind that you're strong about, but spiritually you felt like you're weak. You feel like, well, I can't. It just seems insurmountable. I can't do it. But the Lord says, I'm strengthening you. I am your strength. And the Lord says, this is a year of being strengthened. And I feel like the Lord is saying to you, it's like, I feel like as well as generational things that have come down, you can see repeated things in your family. And there's times where you look at some things and you're like, I 
I don't want to be like that. I don't want to have things like that. And But you look at it and it's even though you try and shake it off, it just it comes back to you. And sometimes you react a certain way and you're unsure. You're like, why did I just do that? You're even questioning later, why did I react like that? Why did I do that? And the Lord says, it's generational thing. It's been down. But God says, I'm causing you to rise to a new level. The Lord says, you're going to break it off. You're going to be able to break that off even for your children as well. The Lord says, he's making you strong. The Lord says, you are not weak. You are strong. And the Lord says, even now, I feel like as you begin to decree the word of God, as you read the word of God, I, I feel like at the moment, there's such a battle internally inside of you. And it's like, you don't have peace at times. You feel like you've got no peace. You think this, and then you'll think that, and you know this, but then this comes. And so all around about you, it doesn't give you peace. There's a constant struggle going on. But the Lord says, my word is going to divide your soul from your spirit. And the Lord says, your spirit man is going to begin to rise up and put those things to rest, put those things down. And the Lord says, you're not going to do it like the rest of your family. God says, you're bringing forth a new generation. And the Lord says, you'll speak to them. God will use your life to speak to them. And the Lord says, you will be their strength. You will help them. And even the ones round about you who are going through similar things, instead of you looking to them, they're going to look to you because there's such a strength. And the Lord says, now I'm bringing a peace in your spirit. The Lord says, there's been such conflict inside of you. It's like continually this stirring. But God says, as you read the word and as you pray, God says, I'm dividing. I'm putting down the solid thing. And some of the stuff, like I said, you don't know why you think it or why you revert to that. God says it's generational. It's been happening back from your mom and your grandma and all those people. And so it's just like a default button that goes through because you were bored up in it. You were bored up that way. And I feel like that even for you, you've said, I don't want my fears and my things to be transferred onto Amari. I want her to be strong and I want her to have that strength. And the Lord says, you're standing in the gap. All that you're doing, you're standing in the gap. And it's like, you're going to break that off. But the Lord says, daughter, you have to reach out to me. I am your strength. You've got to understand, I am your strength. And the Lord says, it's just simple. Lord, strengthen me. Lord, strengthen me. Father, I thank you. You're bringing a new peace to her, Father God. And Lord, I thank you that you're dividing her soul from her spirit. And Father, I thank you the spirit man in her is going to be strong. She's an overcomer, Father God. You know, you haven't come this far to give up. Come on, you haven't come this far to go back. You haven't come this far. Lord says, now's the time to overcome, to overcome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.